Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 54, where we're discussing Flashes Before Your Eyes from season 3 of Lost. doing what it is you're doing, but I know a coward when I see one. Yeah, a coward. Ah! You don't want to know what happened to me. Ah! Ah! Get off. You don't want to know. Get off me. You don't want to know what happened to me. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Doesn't matter what you do. What the hell are you doing? You can't change it. <coughs> You can't change it, no matter what you try to do, you just can't change it. <laughs> Wank it. Let's get him to his tent. All right, guys, come on. Give me your arm. Come on, stand up. Stand up! Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. You're a good man, Tony. I'm sorry I tried to strangle you, all right? Oh, fair play, mate. Here we go. Sorry I called you a coward. Well, you're right, Paul. Desmond. You are gonna tell me what happened to you. When I turned that key. flashed before my eyes. And then I was back in the jungle. Still on this bloody island. But those flashes, Charlie, those flashes, they didn't stop. So, you tell me you saw a flash of Claire drowning this morning. That's how you knew how to save her. I wasn't saving Claire, Charlie. I was saving you. This morning, you dove in after Claire. You tried to save her, but... <sighs> you drowned. What are you talking about? I didn't drown. When I saw the lightning hit the roof, you were electrocuted. And when you heard Claire was in the water, you... You drowned trying to save her. I dove in myself, so you never went in. I've, I've tried, brother. I've tried twice to save you, but... The universe has a way of course-correcting, and... And I can't stop it forever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because... No matter what I try to do. You're gonna die, Charlie. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 54 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And also, this is our second ever vidcast. We're coming at you live and video this time. And uh, for those of you who are listening to the audio-only version, just keep in mind that uh, there may be a slight delay between the release of the audio version and the release of the video version. So if you want to see this episode in video, you're going to want to delay listening to this episode until it comes out. That being said, now this is a Desmond-centric episode. Um, a big one. Yeah, definitely. This is a game changer. Yeah. Everything about this show changes after this episode. Yeah, it was, it was a great episode for sure. So um, why don't you kick me off with, with your first thought? Um, the first thing I had on my, my notes, obviously, is uh, you know, as Desmond and, and Charlie and all of them are, are talking, um, Desmond takes off running and he goes out and he finds Claire basically drowning right. um, out in the water and um, pulls her up and rescues her. And um, it was just a crazy thing because, once again, it's just this whole idea that he's getting some kind of glimpse uh-huh. at, at what's about to happen. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, obviously Charlie, the, you know, he's having his issues as well. You know, he's wanting to be involved and want to do all this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just a crazy scene because, I mean, obviously Claire's pretty much – She's gone. I mean, he has yeah. to revive her and all this stuff. And um, I don't know. It just really piqued my interest into, once again, what Desmond went through right. uh, that caused him to have this power. Because I didn't see any kind of hint that he had this prior to uh, the hatch being imploded. Right. You know, so I knew there had to be some kind of link there. Yeah. And I know previously you had said that you thought maybe, you know, when he turned the key, you know, he was given like some kind of special instructions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in the episode, were you still under that assumption or did this kind of change that? Um, I mean, at this point, I, I like, I mean, even just said it, it's like, that's the only thing I could really make mm-hmm. sense of it, is like, he got as well as Locke got his and, and so right. forth. Um, that and Mr. Echo as well. Right. Um, that he got his instructions of some sort, some some sense, either some instructions just audibly, hey, do this, or some actual, like, um, uh, visual, you know. Right. Or um, now it looks a little more like he may have even received some type of special ability. ability. Right, yeah. Yeah, I had pretty much the same thing. Just um, let's see if I there was anything else I could add to that whole thing. But, um yeah, they tell him about Echo being dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the island. Oh, I did notice this. Um, you know, Locke says that Echo is dead and that the island killed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he made a comment to Charlie about, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or you know what I'm talking about. And uh, which I thought was really interesting because I really don't think that Charlie's seen enough. Well, actually, he might from the whole moth episode and yeah. all that stuff before. Mm-hmm. He has had a glimpse at the weird things this island does. Yeah. And plus with his addiction, you know, being presented time and time again with the option to mm-hmm. use heroin. And so I guess he does probably better than a lot of the people would yeah. have an understanding of the weird things that this island is capable of. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else? Um, you know, yeah, like you said, while they're talking, Desmond starts kind of, you know, spacing out mm-hmm. and then takes off in a dead sprint. And uh, after that whole scene, you know, how did you know she was drowning? Charlie mm-hmm. asks. And he says, you know. Uh, that guy sees the future, dude, yeah. Hurley says. Yeah. So Hurley is starting to figure out exactly what's going on. Because yeah. he's had a little more of a taste of exactly what Desmond's capable of uh, than everybody else Definitely. has. So, you know, Charlie and Hurley plan to get Desmond really drunk, you know, so they can find out the truth about his future seeing abilities. 
And at first, you know, Desmond resists, you know, go get drinking with him. Mm -hmm. But once he hears, you know, what kind of whiskey it is, he's all about it. Yeah. And uh, we then find out exactly what happened to Desmond when he turned the failsafe key. And what I did is I started to, to just make this a sound clip. And then I realized it's like entire half of the episode is this one yeah. clip. So what I did is I made a note of all the different individual things that happened okay. during this whatever you want to call it. And uh, the first thing I had was he turns the key and he's back with Penny yeah. and they're flat. Mm -hmm. And he clearly knows, you know, where he was before. He knows he was just on the island and all of a sudden he's here. Yeah. Um, and before, you know, because he's so happy to see her, it's clear that he, he remembers that being away from her. Yeah, definitely. And, um, of course, then he's about to interview for a job for, you know, Penny's father, Charles Widmore. Mm -hmm. Of course, she thinks that's what he's going to be doing. Yeah. And uh, she says something about the, the end of the world, and then he hears the beeping noise from the hatch, and it ends up being their microwave, mm -hmm. which I thought was really kind of odd. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I remember when I first saw this episode, like I was starting to think, well, is this like all in Desmond's head? Mm -hmm. Because that, you know, he has these sounds from real life yeah. that have made their way into this whole island situation, and maybe they're all a product of his imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, did you have any thoughts like that or was it yeah, just, actually, well, it's the same noise? No, I mean, to me, uh, even throughout the episode, I, I questioned rather this was something that he was experiencing because the blast, okay. I mean, he was like unconscious, still on the island, but yet going through this back in his mind, but we're having like those little like overlays of both yeah. worlds. Mm -hmm. um, or did it, did it, he really somehow travel out back in time to right. a certain degree but anyway so so yeah i I definitely had those uh, thoughts i think i still have some of those thoughts yeah you don't know exactly where right it. yeah i'm really looking forward to having a kind of an overall discussion of this yeah. episode and and how i mean i've i've been trying to to think about it in advance to try to get an idea of what i think is going mm -hmm. on um but i'm really curious to hear what you had to okay. say about it and uh, he gets to Widmore's office, and there's a delivery guy. He says he had has a delivery for 815, mm -hmm. which is our flight number, yeah. of course, which is another thing that reinforces my, you know, thoughts that this was all, like the island scenario was all in Desmond's mm -hmm. head. And on Widmore's wall, there's an art piece on the wall with a polar bear in it. Yeah. And uh, Widmore tells him about his foundation, which is sponsoring a solo race around the world. Mm-hmm. And um, it ends up that he hasn't come to interview for a job. He's come to ask for permission to marry Penny. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of interesting after that. You know, he basically, you know, tells Desmond how wonderful McCutcheon whiskey is, mm -hmm. which is why Desmond was so quick to, yeah. you know, drink, drink it back on the island. That was an awful scene. Oh, I know. And it basically is how, you know, Desmond isn't even good enough to drink it, mm -hmm. and he will never be a great man. Yeah, he said some basically this swallow's worth more than y you are, you yeah. know, than yeah. you'll ever be, you know? Right. Which is just Yeah, I think he horrible. said it's worth more than you'll make in a month, yeah, which is not month, yeah. quite as bad. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But still, he's like, you yeah. know, than you'll ever make in a month, you know? Yeah. And, but still, that's, that's, that's horrible. Right. So we get an idea, though, of why Desmond was so interested and so motivated to win her father's mm -hmm. approval. Definitely. Which means a lot because it, a lot of that stuff before didn't make a lot of sense. Like, mm -hmm. why would Desmond enter into this race around the world, separate himself from Penny for a year mm -hmm. just to win her father's approval? Yeah. But now we see he knew he could never really feel like he could marry her 
and have her father's approval until he won his respect yeah, and yeah. did something to prove him wrong. Definitely. So then he leaves his meeting with Widmore and, you know, Charlie is outside, you know, playing guitar. And, um, you know, he recognizes Charlie, yeah. but he can't remember how he knows him at first. It's kind of like he's, the longer time he spends back in this flashback or whatever it is, the the longer or the fewer things he remembers about the island almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so at first he doesn't remember much. He just kind of recognizes him. But, you know, but obviously Charlie doesn't have any clue who he is. No. And, um, you know, he goes through the entire chain of events on the island, basically telling him exactly what happened and says it all happened before. And I thought it's almost like he was, you know, reliving events that had happened in the past, but some some things were different. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's like he has the chance to relive it, but the, the situations can be a little bit different than they were the first time yeah, he lived it. I agree. And we can talk about that a little bit more later, but... Uh, so we get in. I, oh, wait a minute. I went back to my earlier note. Uh, he then meets up with a friend named Donovan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really interesting. Scene. Yeah, it was. Let's listen to that. The wild card part, which is unpredictability. Run the same test 10 times, you'll get 10 different outcomes. So it makes life so wonderfully chaotic. Donovan! Case in point, who could have known that a drenched Scotsman would appear in this rotunda? You look better, Des. Not much, but I. I need to ask you something. By all means, do. What do you know about time travel? Are you bloody insane? Just tell me if it's possible. Which part? The island full of mysterious hatches or the computer which keeps the world from ending? You know what? Forget you're my best mate, right? As a physicist. Is it possible that I've somehow managed to go back in time and I'm now living my life over again? <laughs> it's not funny, Donovan. Penny's father berates you for not being a great man, and voila, you've dreamed a future where you push a button to save the world. These things are not in my head, brother. I remember things. All right, then. What happens next? It doesn't work like that. I don't remember everything, just, just bits and pieces. How wonderfully convenient. Wait. I remember this. I know this song. The jukebox. Des, you're worrying me now. I remember this night. Great Bridge come back with two goals down in the final two minutes and win this game was a bloody miracle. And right after they win, Jimmy Lennon's going to come through that door and hit the bar in the right in the head with a cricket bat because he owes him money. Watch, please. Just watch. They'll score the first goal right now. They came back. The one. J- Jimmy Lennon. Cricket bat. There's no such thing as time travel, Des.
from what I understand, true love can be just as unlikely. So, if you love Penny, stop messing about and marry her. So, he says, I need to ask you what you know about time travel. Yeah. Uh, they sit in the pub talking about Desmond's memories, you know, and Desmond, you know, thinks he's being given the chance to relive part of his life. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't remember everything, just bits and pieces of what's happened on the island. Right. Um, make your own kind of music. The song that played in the hatch before, you know, Locke blew his way in, yeah. you know, comes on the jukebox. He recalls the specific soccer game that was on the TV at that moment, but it ends differently than he remembered. Um, and he tells Desmond to stop messing around and marry Penny if he really loves her. So any thoughts from that whole scene there? Um, actually, um, I think, it, uh, you know, I was sitting here looking at this and uh, it's one of the things that caused me, it might be one of those things that we discuss, you know, as a wrap up of the whole episode, but... Mm -hmm. This is one of the scenes that made me think that he wasn't just laying idle on an island somewhere that in the island right. somewhere that he was actually experiencing these things because uh -huh. um, this is the same gentleman that was out in the frozen wherever that whenever you know he goes I think we have something I, I forget the, those guys names oh yeah I don't think we knew their names yeah that's one of the guys you think so yeah I think it's his friend that's out there oh I don't think so I think, I think so <laughs> I don't oh it could be but and I don't remember that the reason why I would say that now we gotta we gotta check it out and look but I can't I mean I just assumed it was because or at least that's maybe how that whole theory and she started looking for him because of that conversation she, he had with that guy mm -hmm. it makes me think that why else would she be looking into like you know, these crazy, like, w you know, things, you know, I think that's the only reason why Penny would have had a reason to go and search for Desmond in mm -hmm. these types of ways, you know? Yeah, that's true that we did have that conversation about how would she go from the point of looking for Desmond somewhere in the real world yeah. to trying to find him in a place where she didn't think she could actually see him. Yeah. So that's true. That would tip her off. Yeah. But I'm still not sure. I think the two guys that were in that snow station mm. were were Polish, if I remember right. They both had very thick or Russian they? or Polish well, accents. To me, that that I mean, because this guy he seemed extremely smart and right. scientific mm -hmm. in some sense. So right. it made me think that at least this is where that thought came from. Right. So and th if that's the case, then this really happened. Yeah. You know, it wasn't some kind of imagine. You know, imagination of you know mm -hmm. of. Um, of Desmond, you know, right. kind of playing tricks on him. <coughs> well, <coughs> rather, rather than us waiting until the end to discuss this, how about we just go ahead and okay. go into it? Like, as you think of these things, go ahead and talk about okay. it. That way we don't end up not talking about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like I have said before, I mean, I this whole episode I've been kind of tossed back and forth between this being reality mm -hmm. or this being something that is um, in Desmond's head, you know? Right. Um at this point, I, I mean, that one conversation, conversation that we just listened to made me mm -hmm. think that these events actually happened. Right. That in some some way, he traveled back right. to the real world mm -hmm. at a previous date and was able to not change the future, but do some things that might have a change for the outcome of his future. Right. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, certain things... Um, 
and we'll actually we'll, let's go ahead and go for because we have the a next scene. yeah because next yeah. scene i was okay. going to talk about that yeah so you know in the jewelry store you know desmond's basically this whole situation has fueled him to to basically to make sure and do this relationship mm-hmm. with penny right mm-hmm. and so he goes to the jewelry store and, he, and he's in the process of picking out a ring for penny and let's watch that scene okay Never done this before, have you? Is it that obvious? <laughs> you can always tell the first timers. Now then, may I ask your price range? I'm not a man of means, eh? Oh. But I hope to, one day. I have just the thing. This won't blind any queens, to be sure, but still has the sparkle of life. I'll take it. I'm sorry? It's perfect. I'll take it. No, you won't. Give me the ring. Give it here. understand this is wrong you don't buy the ring you you have second thoughts you walk right out that door so come on let's have it i don't know what you're on about you don't buy the ring desmond how do you know my name well i know your name as well as i know that you don't ask penny to marry you in fact you break her heart Well, breaking her heart, of course, is what drives you in a few short years from now to enter that sailing race to prove her father wrong, which brings you to the island where you spend the next three years of your life entering numbers into the computer until you are forced to turn that fail-safe key. And if you don't do those things, Desmond David Hume, every single one of us is dead. So give me that sodding ring. So she knows exactly how things happened in the past. She knows everything about Desmond. And she's trying to make sure things don't go differently this time. Right. Which to me seals your theory Mm -hmm. that this is him going through events that already happened in the past again. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he still has free will in this situation. But there are some important things that cannot be changed. Definitely. I mean, he may say something different to somebody this time than he said before, mm-hmm. but there are certain events that cannot change right. for whatever reason. Exactly. And so, you know, Desmond, this time around, you know, clearly he has really strong feelings for Penny, like we said, and he doesn't hesitate to take the ring this time, um, you know, despite having not done so in the past, apparently. Yeah, and she even calls him on it. She goes, no, right. you're not supposed to take it. You're supposed to hand it back, uh-huh. you know. So, um, I mean, this means that somehow this woman also – is no knows that it's yeah, been relived. She's different. Yeah. Everyone else that he's come in contact with, it's like they have no clue right. that this is like the second time around. Mm-hmm. She knows what's going on. Definitely. And uh, knows enough that she's kind of like a gatekeeper, mm-hmm. making sure that he stays on the right track. Yeah. And uh, you know, he never asks her to marry him before, apparently, which you know caused him to decide to enter the race around the world. Right. We find out. So I guess this looks like um 
What wasn't clear to me is what made him decide not to marry her in the first place. Well, maybe we get a taste of that later, actually, yeah. because he's kind of talking to her and he's feeling really down about the uh-huh. way her father treated him. Definitely. Starts feeling like he's not good enough and therefore decides not to go through with it. Yeah. You know, another thing that was brought up through all this was um, the fact that um, he, I think he chooses this time around not to go into the military. Yeah. Because, you think so? Yeah, okay. because he walks past the recruiter's office, right. takes note of it, but continues uh-huh. to go on. May, and this is just my theory. Maybe at this point, he, when he walks past it uh, in his previous uh, time, he walks in. Uh-huh. And he signs up to go into the military to try to win, become honorable. You know, I mean, yeah, we, right. we know he was in the military. Uh-huh. Um, but in this case, it looks like he passes that opportunity up to go to the race. Now, see, I, I took that a little differently. Okay. I took that whole um, scene there as him. He walked by the military office and it's like he had a kind of a glimpse of a memory of mm-hmm. having gone through the military. Mm-hmm. But even more than that it was like he kind of recognized that that might be some way for him to gain more honor in her father's sight so it wasn't as much as he decided not to do it as much as it implanted the idea in his head Mm -hmm. to do it later yeah that's true although the race was only a year off Mm -hmm. you know that's true so yeah Yeah, unless their enlistment things are different over there yeah i don't know and i mean he would have had to make that decision almost immediately yeah in order to even go through the basic and and all that stuff so that's true i I just thought well case walking by that's his chance but he was dishonorably discharged he could have only been in there for a few months months yeah and did something that caused him to be booted out but had he had the the idea of doing the race around the world which he alluded to um didn't allude to the military but alluded to the fact that he's going to do this race right um, he wouldn't have, there's, I mean, the military, the military, um, commitment wouldn't have made any sense in that context. Yeah, that's true. You know, if he would have wanted to do the military, then he would have said, I'm going to do the military right. to get my honor. If he wasn't going to do that, then it almost to me seemed like he remembered, yeah, I remember doing something like that. And I remember it not turning out well, I'm going right. to bypass that and go on. However, if we're, you know, I think we're on the right track in thinking that, there are certain events that are very important that he can't change. Mm-hmm. After he got out of that, the military prison is when he had that conversation with Widmore mm-hmm. about, you know, you either ch- take the money and leave my daughter alone or not. That seems pretty major to me. Um, may, well, I mean, kind of, I guess, in a sense that, I mean, the only thing it reaffirmed was that the, gen- the guy didn't want him to be with his daughter. Yeah, and that's, that's true. I mean, he based that we decision on that. why he didn't even propose to her. Very true. So I, I don't okay. know. It's going to be interesting to, to kind of find out maybe there's nothing even there yeah but it just seems like it did show, made a point to show us recruitment center uh-huh. whether that that meant that he was going to do it later or he wasn't going to do it at all i don't right. know so yeah so but the other comment she made that was really interesting is if he doesn't do all of these same things again make these same decisions every every single one of them is dead mm-hmm. yeah Any thoughts on that <laughs> oh man um the only thing I could, I mean, she kept giving the importance of him pushing that button. Yeah. Pushing that button, pushing that button until basically turned the key. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, maybe, okay, maybe this, maybe the only way I could think of is if, if he hadn't had done, went there and done what he had done in the time, the time that he had done it in, there wouldn't have been any hope, but it seems like to mm-hmm. me, I'm like how, and maybe he's the only one that would have went down there and turned that key. Mm-hmm. 
maybe they you know they know that i mean the type of person it takes to go basically sacrifice his own life at right. that point desmond thought he was going to die yeah right you know and maybe knowing that he was the only one that actually had enough honor mm-hmm. to do that right and it was and it, i mean it was a total honor thing right there mm-hmm. was to go down and sacrifice your life for yeah. everybody's yeah believing that by pushing the button you're saving everyone not else. just pushing the button <clears throat> but literally turning that key being on top of yeah this not knowing thing. what's going to happen at no, all. he even said you know as he's going down i'll see another live basically mm-hmm. going i got to do what i have to do right which means in my mind he thought he was dying yeah he thought it was over right so i mean it, it's really interesting that the fact that he what he was after was honor and the right. only way he could have got that was turning that key yeah now that's an interesting comment let me finish this paragraph here and then let's let's okay. talk about All this right. a minute here you know she points out outside of the jewelry store she point, points out a man wearing red shoes mm-hmm. and moments later there's an accident and that man is killed right and desmond says you know he's going to spend the rest of his life with penny and she says no desmond you're not mm-hmm he asks her why she didn't do anything about the accident to prevent the man from dying, and she says it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, if she had warned him, he'd be killed a different way later, mm-hmm. basically. And the universe, the universe has a way of course correcting. And um, you know that man was supposed to die. That was his path. You know, just as, as it is your path to go to the island. And he insists he's going to meet Penny anyway in an hour, and he's going to ask her to marry him. And she says, you may not like your path, but pushing that button is the only truly great thing you'll ever do. Yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> your whole, the whole thing you just mentioned about the key is a great point. It's almost as if as only thing she knows about is up to the point where he turned that key. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like the, so far the future doesn't go past that point. Right. So before that is all that she knows. Mm-hmm. So she says that, you know, him pushing that button is the only great thing he'll ever do. When in my mind, the key turning was like exactly. way beyond that. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. And yeah. I've actually never considered that until, until just now us watching this episode. Yeah. Um, but I think it means a lot. I did. I mean, I did too. I think honestly, it's one of those things that change, changes Desmond's future. Uh-huh. Um, maybe he, you know, in her, in this woman's mind, that was, I mean, that she saw basically him pushing this button for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. But it was such a great, um, a great thing for him to be doing, but the larger sacrifice of him turning that key yeah. would change the outcome of his future. Right. You know, and I think now Desmond's not bound to that button. He's not bound to his future, quote unquote. Now there's some things that I think is going to change for Desmond. Right. I really believe. Before it's said and done, this is my theory: is that he will be reunited with Penny, uh-huh. and they will get married. Um, because of that event. Right. You know, had that event never happened, had he sat there and pushed that button forever, nothing would have changed. He would have been right. there the rest of his life. Maybe ki- maybe he k- killed himself, yeah. you know, at some right. point, like the mm-hmm. rest of them. Um, but I think this is, I mean, I think you said it's, it's a huge event. Yeah, but I think what, what I really like about that idea is it really grounds this whole situation. There's it's a true. whole lot of crazy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, this jumping through time, him reliving parts, parts, parts of his life he's yeah. already lived again. Um, it's like they're putting a boundary on mm-hmm. him. Like, you know, he's not going to jump into the future 50 years ahead. Right, yeah. It kind of grounds things a little mm-hmm. bit. And I like that. Definitely. It, it makes me trust a little more in w- the direction the show is going. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, he, you know, he leaves the meeting, and like we said, he walks past the recruitment offices. And the note that I had was it, um, it seems like her comment about him never doing anything great 
is almost what prompted him to join the military in the first place. It could place. be because it says he, he picks up the word honor on the right, poster. Exactly. Um, you know, definitely could be if he doesn't have any kind of rec- you know, memory of his negative military experience, uh-huh. then I could see him going forward. Yeah. You know. Right. But he meets Penny and they get a photo taken together, the same photo that we've seen a couple times mm-hmm. before of, you know, the two of them previously. He's looking at the photo photo and realizes that he can't go through with the relationship. Mm-hmm. And what, what confuses me about this is this like Desmond fulfilling what he knows needs to happen for the future to stay safe or to do what or just to do what he's supposed to do, or is this truly Desmond's reaction in this circumstance? I, I honestly took it as this. The way the like you just brought up, the comment that she said the only thing great you'll do, da da da, da and mm-hmm. you will not be a penny. I think those comments is what drove him to make this decision, not the island. Right. I don't think. I think it was a. I think it, what he had said was totally accurate. That I. What am I going to do? I can't even. You know, afford a picture. How am yeah. I going to take care of us? Right. I think that truly was, what he was. Why he broke right. it off. Yeah. Um, late. Uh, the scene after this is when I think he realizes. What she had said in con- conjunction with that was it true? And that yeah. he, you know so yeah, and yeah. To me, it looks like like sometime in the past this situation happened where he met with Charles Widmore. He yeah. told him those things, and because of those comments, pretty much gave him doubts, and he decided yeah. not to go through the relationship. And the exact same thing happened again. Yeah, you know his comments got to him combined with you know this lady, the jeweler's comments, mm-hmm. and it was enough to convince him that you know, well, maybe I'm not good enough for right. her. She needs mm-hmm. somebody better who can take better care of her, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, back at the pub again, you know, the song comes on the jukebox again and the soccer game is on TV. And this time it happened exactly as he had predicted. Right. He basically was just, you know, he was right. He was just there on the wrong night. Yeah. So he's not crazy, which to me is a big deal mm-hmm. because we know for sure that what he's experiencing, he has done before. Yeah, Definitely. Because he totally called it. And he gets it at this point. Right. Um, which I don't know if it, um, I think in one point in, in his life, he feels, at that point, he feels good <laughs> in the fact that he's not crazy. But I'm sure he's thinking, oh my gosh, I do have to go to that island. I do have to do these things. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's kind of a catch-22 on that one. Right. But she is right. Maybe I will never see Penny again. Yeah. But I mean, it all happens so quick and then obviously... You know, yeah. his second prediction is true as well. And imagine how mad you would be at yourself. You know, he's just told Penny he's done. You know, he can't go through with the relationship. Yeah. Then he realizes after that that he was right mm-hmm. in thinking that this is kind of reliving the past yeah. again. And he's just done it again. Yeah. You know, and now he's got to go through all the stuff with the island, all of that again. Yeah, it seems to me as he's, he's getting ready to go out of the, the pub, mm-hmm. he's after one or two people. Yeah. His friend to tell him he's accurate or mm-hmm. Penny to even say, look, I love you and does ask her to marry, even though the path may lead him to that island. Right. That's what, you know, the whole time I was thinking, still ask her to marry you, still tell you love her, even though you know you're going to this island. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. still, and I think in your heart, it changes things. Yeah. But he allowed those two worlds to, you yeah. know, bring out the worst in him again. Yeah. But that, or it's also possible too, that he knew for whatever reason that he needed to um, kind of break her off so she could go her own way so he could fulfill the future like he needed to. And it wasn't that he wanted to leave her again or that he truly believed those things he was saying for the Mm -hmm. second time. 
It was just that he knew it had to happen this way it's and that true. she had maybe something we don't even know about. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But the other interesting thing about that scene is, you know, the guy in the first scene, he mentioned something about a guy coming in with a cricket bat and hitting yeah. the bartender yeah. or whatever. And this time he tries to prevent it and ends up getting hit himself. Yeah. Almost like, you know, somebody's going to get hit mm-hmm. and it's either going to be you or them. Right. And it's like the whole course correcting thing. Yeah. I'm not sure why it would be the same result whether the bartender was hit or he was hit yeah but it seemed that way to me yeah me too i mean it was it was course uh uh, correcting in the sense that i think it was actually the second time he was the one supposed to get hit yeah it's kind of like it's like one of those things that initially yeah maybe in in the original way that guy got hit but this is was supposed to happen the second time around to put desmond back on the island you know it's one of those things like he didn't get it but the fact that he allowed himself to be in that situation is what brought him back to the island uh-huh. to begin with. Oh, and it also is a great way, like whatever's in charge of these flashbacks, mm-hmm. um, to show Desmond the results of trying to interfere exactly. with the way things are supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. You know, and it switches, you know, it worked apparently. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, on the island in present time, you know, Desmond and Charlie finished their fight, you know, which started at the very beginning of the mm-hmm. episode. And he's saying over and over, no matter what you do, you can't change it. You know, Charlie forces him to tell him what happened. And Desmond says when he turned that key, his life flashed before his eyes. And, you know, but when he woke up, the flashes didn't stop. Right. And he said, you know, when he swam out to get clear, he wasn't really saving Claire. He was saving Charlie. And, uh, you know, this morning you dove in after Claire. You tried to save her, but you drowned. Right. And when I saw the lightning hit the roof, you were electrocuted. And I've tried twice to save you, but the universe has a way of course correcting, and I can't stop it forever. I'm sorry, but no matter what I try to do, you're going to die, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Let me hear it. <laughs> okay, well, to me, this this means um, a couple things. One, um, that, yeah, okay, now, all, now Desmond has the ability not only to see flickers of his own life, but mm-hmm. now he's seeing the future of other people's. Right. Um, right now it happens to be Charlie, but who knows what that what that may be I, I mean honestly i think maybe he does have the ability to correct at this point right he's been giving that power because he saved charlie twice um but and i i almost feel like he was supposed to do that you know yeah right and that if if he didn't do those things obviously charlie would die but i honestly feel like maybe now um charlie won't die Right. You know, I feel like there was a couple things that Desmond had to do, just like Locke had to do a couple things, and and so did Mister Echo had right. to do a couple things, and that that was Desmond's task. Right. You know, that could be, but to me, this seems different. <clears throat> yeah. Because of the the huge, you know, you know, flashes before his eyes uh-huh. that happened when he turned the key, and because of you know it carried on after that, it's like this is way beyond what happened to Locke or Echo yeah. or any of them. Yeah. And just the fact that, you know, they are so accurate and he's continually being given, given these, you know, flashes of things that are going to happen. Um, and, you know, of course, the, the jeweler tells him, you know, about how he can't interfere with the mm-hmm. things. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if he, if he saves, you know, Charlie twice. Eventually it's going to catch up and there'll yeah. be a time when he can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, and once again, like I said, I think maybe the turning the key changed that change things. And I think that being one of them, I don't know. I don't foresee Charlie dying. I really right. don't. I don't, I mean, maybe just because I'm hooked on his character and I don't yeah. feel like the show would be, yeah. um, 
is what it is without him. But uh-huh. I just feel like there's a difference here. Mm-hmm. Prior to him turning the key, yeah, I believe mm-hmm. that to be true. Now I don't. I don't right. believe it. I don't believe it. Now what I remember being so fascinated with what actually <coughs> happened when <coughs> he turned that key. Mm-hmm. What caused this to happen? I mean, to me, it's we talked about the imploding thing. It's mm-hmm. got so much energy it pulls things in rather than push it out. Right. I almost feel like, I mean, if I had to put some kind of, I don't know, guess to it, that mm-hmm. this pulled him back into reality, right. pulled him back in time. You know, like it created an uh, implosion and this magnetic pull pulled him back into time. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Now and then, whatever I don't know how to explain the cricket bat knocking him forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it could it could be one of those things where um, separation between body and spirit almost. Right. Uh, like, like his, his body mind is moving, but his body is just laying right. there on the ground. Like his body could have still very well laid there on that uh-huh. island, but his spirit and his his because I mean I guess I mean if you want to think about time travel, if you if you want to try to go that route, my body is. If I live to be if 10 more years, mm-hmm. I'm in, in time travel, I'm already there. Right. And also in, in, in time travel reverse-wise, going back in time, my body's already experienced that, and it's already there. Right. Uh, if we want to talk, you know, back to the future style, I mean, he saw yeah. himself because it already existed. Yeah, so if, if his entire body would have gone back, there would have been two of exactly. him. Exactly. But this is like his present-day mind in his past body exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, so that's that's the way I know, feel like Desmond was pulled off the island. I think his his uh, it thought, his mind and his spirit and, uh, was pulled yeah. and placed in his old body. He right. relives a certain thing, and then it was knocked back into the present yeah. uh, through the cricket bat. Yeah, and then the whole, you know, the key turning, the screen going white, we've seen that, seen that a couple of mm-hmm. times now. I mean, it definitely means to me it's like an energy is released. Definitely. And whatever that energy is causes this to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it doesn't explain is the whole hatch disappearing, basically. Yeah. And yet those people being safe. The people yeah. are fine. The hatch is like totally gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, <coughs> God, excuse me. <laughs> I apologize. Um, if that, I don't know, it's kind of hard to put it in, in the words, but like like we said, the bot the bodies that they are in right now may be lat or maybe um oh gosh wherever this place is at may mm-hmm. that that may be uh protected their 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 themselves may be protected their bodies and stuff like that may be it only exist in this place okay. you know what i'm saying right so um that hatch was a physical thing you okay. know, whereas they're whoever they are. I mean, it's really I mean, my mind's going. Yeah, I, I, can, I think I can see what you're you're thinking. Yeah. No matter what would happen at that instance, the the, uh, the the hatch and them are two different types of things on this island. Right. Right. One has a physical uh, ability to blow up or to mm-hmm. implode or whatever. The other one does not. Right. Because it's, you know, it's it's so anyways, my mind's thinking something that I can't explain, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see a difference between different uh, things on this island. I think that right. people are totally different, maybe even energies versus physical yeah. things. Right. Um, and now we're talking like <laughs> auras and yeah. all this stuff, but I mean, <laughs> the, it only makes sense because there's no way of explaining a, a big hatch blowing or imploding right. and then people being scratched up, but not really hurt. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. But I mean, what I love about this episode is, 
is it kind of renders a lot a lot of our theories and conversations in the past. It makes a lot of them seem useless. Yeah, you're right. I mean, because to me now, it seems like the whole you know who are the others, what are they doing, mm-hmm. all this stuff kind of starts to seem secondary. Oh, definitely. And it's it becomes like there's a bigger mystery beyond all of that. Yeah, where this place is, what this place is. Right. Um. I mean, it it got my mind totally messed up i mean yeah. like well, you know like i said i can't really put in into words what i kind of am thinking about these things but mm-hmm. it definitely like you said there's it downplays the others completely yeah um to now i don't even know i don't know what they are to be honest with you right or even if they're evil good or science or no science yeah or just who, who knows yeah. you kind of get it gets to the point where it's kind of like well forget about what we thought we knew and just wait and gather more information mm-hmm. as we go forward yeah because it really does like we haven't seen anything that even hinted at like time travel no up no. until now you know no i mean we we talked about this being in the almost a dimension of its own right and i still kind of i mean i mean to me time travel has a lot to do with dimensions and things mm-hmm. like that but what that i mean how how does that exist yeah i have no idea i mean i have no idea yeah. and whether it's even accurate i have no right. idea right or do the others even know about this potential for time travel right. or is this something that desmond happened to stumble upon because he did have the willingness to right. turn that key in yeah. the first place i mean obviously somebody built that failsafe key mm-hmm. and put that in there but do they even know what was going to happen when it was turned yeah i mean i like i said my my brain's broke at this point when it comes to this so (laughs) was there anything else about the episode those are all the notes that i had and i feel like we've we have discussed this whole time travel stuff and how it affects the show i mean it obviously is interesting because no one else has had this happen to them yet yeah i mean i guess if i was going to try to to look forward in my what i might see this how this might would affect the show Mm -hmm. i could see people being able to go back in time after they reconcile within themselves the issues that they have right and rework situations in real life Mm -hmm. so once again this being a theory obviously that say jack works out all these issues he has these revelations he could maybe even go back before he was ever even into it with his dad and all this stuff and relive you know what that's huge yeah, because this island is all about that. Yeah. It's all about having these people solve their past exactly. issues or get over them. Some of the people have solved them on the island mm-hmm. through the circumstances that have happened on the island. Mm-hmm. But and they're gone. Yeah, right. But it's almost like some people may be given this opportunity to go back, actually relive those mm-hmm. situations and make, you know, subtle changes to them. Yeah. You know, to maybe to try to salvage relationships. Definitely. But it's so in keeping with what this island has been about. So Definitely. Far. Definitely. And even to the end, if this was, you know, if I was saying, okay, if I saw the way loss ended, mm-hmm. everybody that would be on this island would be returned to a life that was corrected. Right. You know, basically yeah. you'd have, you know, you know, all these people that have worked through mm-hmm. it. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Shannon and all these people yeah. outside of this going. Right. Because they, they all work through their issues. And as soon uh-huh. as they get their issues worked through, gone. Right. You now, know, it's almost like these people are in a really special place that's totally isolated and separated from the real Definitely. world. Yet some of them are being given the chance to go back mm-hmm. to the past in the real world. Yep. 
change those situations so maybe after they get away from this it's place corrected the situation is totally different Definitely. than whenever they got on that island yep and uh, yeah it's almost like they're being given a chance to change their reality yeah they're away from reality right now mm-hmm. but they may be able to go back to it Definitely. if they fix it that yeah, kind of thing i agree that's that's what i'm thinking at that's, this yeah, point. that's the coolest thing yeah that's the coolest thing i've you know made sense out of all this yeah. stuff you yeah. know that really makes a lot of sense yeah um well do you have an opinion on you know how does this change the show for you there were a lot of people that were really upset like you know this is way too sci-fi i don't like that oh. you know I what mean, do you think about it i think it's i mean from our theory it stays in line with the the idea of the yeah. whole show anyways i right. mean it don't it changes elements but the uh-huh. overall feeling stays the same right you know and um I've loved the theory that we've had since we've came up with it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, in my mind, I think that's a, I mean, who wouldn't want that ability to go back and, mm-hmm. and f- fix, you know, certain things or have redemption over things in your past. And, yeah. you know, to me, that's, that's awesome. So, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not one of these people who have an issue with it whatsoever. Yeah. I think there were just a lot of people that were, the only reason they liked the show was because of the relationships, because yeah, they do yeah. a great job of writing for relationships yeah. on the show. And the characters, you feel like you get to know them. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's always been about the mystery. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I'm interested in learning about. Yeah, me too. I I, th- I mean, I don't get me wrong. I do love the relationships, and it is cool to watch. And you kind of get mm-hmm. caught up in it. And you're like, you know, this with Jack and this with, the, you know, whatever. Right. But um, to me, it's about figuring out these mysteries about mm-hmm. the others and about where they're at and why they're there. I mean, so that's what keeps me coming back for more and more and more. Yeah. Um, I think it was just a character-driven um, show and all we heard about was this love story and that love story. Yeah, I probably would have wrote it off a long time ago. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's the the mystery is what made this yeah. show what it is. I think. I agree. Anything? Any other thoughts about the episode at all? That's it. Loved it. I mean, it was really good. Yeah, amazing episode. Well, we have a couple of emails here and uh, one um, voicemail and one special video voicemail all for right. you, you guys that are watching the video version of the podcast. Uh, Heath writes, Anton and Evan, hey, it's Heath from the Lost Revisited Now podcast. Just wanted to let you guys know that you're doing an incredible job. I have to thank my co-host, Miss Wendy, for getting me into your podcast. How the both of you approach the podcast is exactly the right way to revisit an episode. You dive right into the episode and hit a, a home run with the info you give us. Evan, you do such an amazing job with the produ- production side, and you guide Anton so well without spoiling him. Anton, you're one of the few who have started a Lost podcast without seeing an episode. Most of us started our podcasts late, so we're all privy to a lot of Lost info prior to recording. You have such a great bravery to tackle such a unique show with not knowing what will happen next. Great job, both of you. I will not get into great depth now, but a lot of Lost fans hated the Cages episodes. I think because we got them week to week, then after the sixth episode, we had a three-month break before seeing the rest of the season. I'm one of the few people who loved them because I knew to be patient, and in retrospect, we learned so much. He says, I'll send you a list later of reveals at a later date. But now, when you rewatch them one after the other, they flow more, especially with what we know now. Guys, keep up the great work, Heath. Thanks a lot for that email. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) let me look here and see what notes we need to comment on here. well, obviously I, I remember Miss Wendy. I've, I've actually talked yeah. with her a couple of times online, but I, I have not listened to their the Lost Revisited Now podcast yet, but I'll need to do that. Yeah. But the Cages episodes. Yeah. What did, we're, I think we're pretty much done with them now. Okay. So what did you think about that? I mean, 
like we talked about, uh, I kind of have a different situation where I don't have to wait, mm-hmm. you know, for the next week or the me- next months or whatever to see another episode. Right. Um, to me, it didn't wear on me too much. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd say I probably got a little frustrated, a little aggravated. It was like, come on, you know, what? we can't do much. There's not much progression in the show with locked up behind some animal cage, you know. I just yeah. But at the same time is, um, I think we did learn some things about the characters and also got to see a little bit about um, the others um, from that perspective, you know. You got uh-huh. to, you know, see how they interact with each other. And Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, so I mean, we've learned more from about the others in these, you know, six, seven episodes than we did have so far in the entire Definitely. show. Yeah, so. I mean, and it does seem like it was intended to be that way. Yeah. It was meant for us to get a, a little bit more of a glimpse because I'm sure after the end of season two, everybody was pulling their hair about, like, you know, give us some information about the yeah, others. Yeah, exactly. You know? Because they did drag it on for yeah. so long where it was just a mystery. Yeah, definitely. And nothing more than that. Yeah. And so, you know, they give us these episodes, and obviously they have to have the main characters in them, but mm-hmm. they can't have two competing storylines going on at once. Right, yeah. So they put them in a cage. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then we learn more about the others. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, and yeah. it, I actually, I, I said I enjoyed them. I mean, mm-hmm. So, but as far as me not uh, knowing, you know, and jumping into this thing, um, it's kind of, um, it's, it's fun to do it that way. And sometimes I wonder though, if I'm like a, if I'm just basically being comical and people are like out there (laughs) laughing at my theories because I mean, I don't, I don't, I do I don't know. Um, But it's really cool to be able to do that because, um, each and every episode I'm looking to advance my theories. Right. Uh, rather than (laughs) knowing anything, I just, I have to hang on each episode like it's a, you know, it's a big clue. Yeah, you, you know? have to trust that you're not going to end up with, you know, doing an episode of the podcast where it's just like, you know, absolute silence yeah. and there's nothing to talk That's about. It, you know. And because he makes a good point. I mean, most of the people that start these podcasts are like super fans and they just want to discuss it. Right. And with us, it's more about, you know, experiencing, listening and watching this show. Right. You know, from somebody who's never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what makes us really different. We have an email here from Nikki, and I have to be careful with this one because there are some things I don't want to give out. Okay. Um, she goes, hey, guys, I've been listening for a few weeks now, and I love the podcast. While waiting for the most recent, I've gone back to the beginning of your podcast and started all over. Wow. Yeah. Um, I do the same thing for the series. Watch them over and over again. I'm a lost nerd. I'm listening to I Do right now. And then she makes a comment about this season of Lost. I'll cut that out. <laughs> And she says, Anton, thank you for your interest in Lost. I love when people get hooked on it. And you're usually dead on with your theories. Good job. I can remember when I first started watching. I better pre-read here. <laughs> I fought it tooth and nail. I refused to watch Gilligan Part 2. I'm not sure what that means. Um, you know, my husband's friend insisted we watch. So while I refused, my husband tried it out and was hooked after the third episode. Fortunately, I was sick and had to stay home from work one day and began watching season one. To my surprise, I fell in love with it by the second episode. I love it so much, I watched the full season one in two days. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of watching. That is really impressive. Yeah. Um, my husband and I bought the, the first part of season two from iTunes, and I was able to get caught up in the middle of season two. Nothing takes the place of our lost watching. We cancel all plans, yeah. miss birthday parties, even miss niece and nephew's ball games. Just kidding or not. <laughs> Later, guys. Thanks for giving me something to listen to at work besides easy listening. Thanks, Nikki, so much for your email. That is so awesome that you're actually going back and re-listening. Yeah. <laughs> like we're providing enough of a commentary on this show to, to actually be 
enjoyable the second time around. That's, yeah, that's good. That's really, really cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, she says you're usually dead on with your theories, which is really awesome. Yeah. Well, I, at this point, I, I don't. You know, it's crazy. It's like even with, with my stance, I won't know how dead on I am until we get to the point where I, some, some things are verified. I mean, yeah. it's like. Right. Or how off I am, you know. Right. So it's, yeah. it's kind of funny. But I think she's she's is right. You've you've gotten a real sense of the characters at the general story, um, very very quickly. Like it's kind of like you you learn the characters kind of well enough to understand where mm-hmm. things are going, and I do think she's right in that regard. And obviously the details are always going to be a sure. big mess. I mean yeah. I think there's most of us who are watching season five don't know a heck of a lot more than you know right now. Really. Honestly. Really. Yeah. Right. But that was the last uh, email we had here, and now we have a voicemail. Hi, Anton and Evan. This is Jed from Des Moines, Iowa. I'm calling for the Not in Portland episode. Hopefully I got it in in time. But I also want to make some comments about I Do. I just listened to it. I Do, uh, yeah, it's an okay episode. I was a little disappointed to hear that uh, Evan did not like the scene with Jack and Ben talking, and Jack says, I just want you to know how you're going to die. I, I like that scene, actually. And as far as the substandard scenes on Lost, um, I would say the smelt of bad TV comes out of every moment with Saeed and Shannon before I'd rip on that scene. But uh, I really like the ending with Jack's big, Kate, damn it, run! I, they, they used it so many times on the uh, um, previous scene on Lost. I just fell in love with it. Every time I heard it, I liked it. Uh, not in Portland, real quick. Uh, the first others flashback ever with Juliet. Very cool. Middle of science, bioscience with Richard Alpert. Richard Alpert, hmm, interesting guy. I'm going to see Ethan off-island. That was cool. And the, the big scene with a bus just totally annihilates uh, her ex-husband. Uh, Kara, my wife, actually saw that coming. But the person I saw it didn't see it coming for me. That was, that was wicked. Um, on the island, Ben is awake during the surgery. Creepy, strange. Uh, the room 23, where they go, and they pull... They pull uh, our, our little guy out and uh, what's his name? I forget. Uh, but uh, the the crazy music and the little the stuff playing on the screen, the God loves you as Jacob loves you, just strange. Uh, and then we all ended all with Kate and Sawyer rowing back home. I, I, not important. It's a great episode, and I hope you guys dug it too. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Jed, for a great voicemail. I guess I I don't dislike the I do episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just dislike that one scene that he mentioned with you know I just want you to know how you're going to die. You know? Yeah, it just doesn't seem like Jack to me. Like I said before, yeah. but it's still an okay scene. It didn't ruin the episode. I just never really felt it very much. Yeah, I mean I guess I'm I I don't know I'm indifferent to that scene. I mean I can see where you're coming from, but I can also see I guess a little bit in Jack's past, um, him having that little bit of that demeanor with uh-huh. his dad. You know, kind of saying some stuff is just like, what the heck? You know, what kind of person yeah. says that? You know, yeah. uh, so I mean, it wasn't too off uh, a character for me, but yeah. And we have a special video voicemail from Jed. Also, Jed's a big video uh, guru guy. He's absolutely incredible. He actually helped us a lot with uh, some work for our video cast. So um, I'll play that now. Of course, you'll only hear the audio if you're listening to the audio only version. But otherwise, here's the video. Well, hey, Anton and Evan, this is Jed from Des Moines, Iowa, calling in with a vid mail for the vidcast. This is for Flashes Before Your Eyes, a spectacular episode. Uh, We've got a a time-traveling Desmond, a creepy 
all-knowing old lady, and uh, of course we have shocking amounts of pornography. This is the episode where uh, I really fell in love with Penny Whitmore, and I guess also fell in love with Penny and Desmond. I really enjoyed the scenes that they shared together on Desmond's flat. Where are you? I'm right here. The ending where Desmond told Penny that they could no longer be together it was very emotional. No, very... <clears throat> the tragic love story that is Penny and Desmond uh, really got a hold of me there. And I like where their story goes. Hmm. The, the final moments after the famous photo when Desmond breaks up with Penny. We are not supposed to be together. Um, it's just all very tragic and grandiose and I love it. So I had a few things for you to uh, discuss, if you will, about flashes before your eyes. First, when I first saw it, I was confused by the episode. I thought maybe, is this a dream? What is this? What's going on? Is this like Bobby on Dallas? Why? What's your take on that? I mean, so, is this happening? Is, is, is what occur, what's occurring in this episode, did it actually happen to Desmond in the past? On that note, if it did actually happen to Desmond in the past, and he met Charlie on the street playing his guitar, what up with that? I mean, wouldn't he, wouldn't Desmond remember that he met Charlie? How do I know you? I don't, uh... Maybe not, I don't know, it was, just, it was a very short meeting, but it just seems very strange that he met Charlie, conversed with him, and now he's back in the past, and I'm, I'm getting a headache just thinking about this. My final question is, if he is time traveling, if he's gone back to the past, do you really have to do it naked every time? Can you give me some clothes? What happened to yours? I woke up in the jungle like this. That would, that would be uncomfortable. That's all I got, guys. I just want to say, as always, you're doing a fantastic job. Love the show completely. And I uh, can't wait to hear more. Thanks so much, Jed. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, just for future reference to anyone out there with a webcam, which is becoming more and more popular, I think. Most people have one now. Mm -hmm. um, you are more than welcome anytime to send us a video voicemail. Even if it's over an episode that we're not doing a vidcast for, we can always include it in the vidcast when we do one. Yeah, Even definitely. if it's over a previous episode, we can go back and you know kind of discuss those issues or questions you might have. Uh, you can email those to us at info at lostmysterypodcast.com. Same goes for any regular emails as well. Or if you, you know, if you are not real, you know, video savvy, I know it can be incredibly difficult working with video formats and getting them down to the right size. Um, we can, you know, recommend some large file hosting services that you could put that file up on so we could download it. Definitely. But Jed had a couple of questions here. You know, is this a dream? Is this really happening? I think uh, we kind of discussed yeah, that. Yeah, we did. I think we did. I mean, I think. Uh, it, for me, it's safe to say that it actually did happen. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it would be a dream at this point. Right. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it, it definitely is very far out there, but I think that's just yeah. the way things are going. Yeah. And, of course, if it did happen and he met Charlie on the street, wouldn't he remember having met him? Um, po uh, possibly. I mean, it was a quick, brief uh, meeting, and I think mm -hmm. um, Desmond looked quite different than he did whenever he met met up with right. Charlie and um, uh, knowing Charlie's drug past <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows what was lost <laughs> yeah I can understand why Charlie doesn't remember Desmond yeah but, but Desmond yeah Desmond doesn't seem to remember Charlie um, I don't know I mean 
like we said, this was an event that happened only in the time travel. It didn't happen in Mm -hmm. actuality in in the first time. That's true, because it's really inconsequential. Exactly. It wouldn't really change anything in the future if if he saw Charlie the second time back. When he wakes up now, yeah, he remembers meeting Charlie in the past. Right. You know, I mean, that's what I see. Yeah, exactly. He'll always remember from now on having met Charlie when he went back into the the past and, you know, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so great, great questions there. Well, I cannot believe it, but we've actually come in like half of the time of our last video. That's cast. good. That's a great thing. And I mean, there is a lot in this episode, but probably not quite as much yeah. as in the season two finale. I think you're right. But um, if, if you don't have anything else, I guess we're finished. That's it. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. On the next episode, we'll be discussing Stranger in a Strange Land, a Jack-centric episode, and quite possibly my least favorite lost episode of all time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not a big fan of that episode. But thanks, everyone, so much for uh, listening and watching, if you're watching the vidcast here. Um, we really appreciate all of you and hope you'll get involved. Email us, call us, anything. We'll take anything we can get. Definitely. And the contest is still in effect, and I think Jed has you all beat right now, like hardcore. <laughs> so you better, you better get your calls in here and win your seasons one through four on DVD. That's it. That's it. Okay, everyone, thank you so much. And until next time, have a great day.